Every little thing you think that you need. Every little thing you think that you need. Every little thing that's just feeding your greed. Oh, I bet that you'd be fine without it. And so real quick right now, what I'd like to do is a Patreon-only private podcast live in Edmonton. Yeah. Howdy, what's your name and where are you from? What's your question? Hi, I'm Lila. I'm from Edmonton. Um, my question comes with a tiny little backstory. Uh, my husband and I got married at 19. Uh, we started working our way at building as much money as we could, being young. I came from a really poor family too, so we figured money was the way to success. And in 2012, we decided that we were tired of spending paycheck after paycheck on expensive rent in an expensive apartment that we couldn't afford. So we moved into his parents' basement to get rid of as much stuff as we could, not being minimalist at the time, just because... When was this? 2012. Okay. So we had no idea what we were doing, really, at that time. It was just trying to save money. He's going to school to be a carpenter. We were young, so we were like, let's get this going. Um, and then fast forward to September 11th last year, um, I had our daughter, so we had a baby. And in December, I was up all night with her, and I came upon your documentary on Netflix um, in the middle of the night with a screaming baby. And I was like, you know what? I'm up all night. I might as well watch a documentary. <laughs> so <laughs> totally changed my life. So the next day, I was like, okay, Kent, you need to watch this documentary. And I made him watch the whole thing. And I was like, I'm doing the 333 challenge. So I was like, I'm going to start with my wardrobe, got rid of everything but 33 items, and started there. And now I still... was. September now, I have 40 items, and that's it, including shoes. Um, so it's been really awesome. My husband didn't start even until a couple weeks ago. Finally decided that he was gonna join me. <laughs> so um, my main question is, as my daughter's first birthday is around here, um, and Christmas and all of that, how do you go about living a minimalist lifestyle with a baby who everybody wants to give everything to because it's the first grandbaby on both sides, first child in our life, Kids like stuff, and stuff does not fit with our core values. So how do we get rid of all the junk? Yeah. <clears throat> no, that's, that's a great question. I, what I was thinking about is earlier when um, uh, that, I forget her name, but she was asking about her family and, and her sister, you know, kind of giving her a hard time and stuff. And, and I was thinking about how, right, like, especially for you, it's even more important to set the expectation as soon as possible. So uh, her birthday is September 11th. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so right now is a really, really bad time yeah. Yeah. to set the expectation. But Oh, we had the party yesterday. It's, it's, a, it's a shit show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but what I will say is the, uh, uh, the time to start setting expectations for the for the for next birthday is now okay and and it's not a matter of going you know to your friends and family and saying hey um every you know thanks for the gifts but like she's not gonna use any of that stuff um we're just gonna go ahead and get rid of it i mean you know you want to be very grateful and say hey yeah. thanks for the things that you gave us uh we really appreciate it um uh when we have when we have her birthday it would be really awesome if we could do x 
for her. And that might be starting a, you know, a college fund, or it might be, um, you know, uh, taking her on a trip. I don't know how much, you know, a two-year-old is really going to remember a trip. Um, but, 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 but I mean, those, th for those out there who, you know, are having this same, you know, kind of roadblock, I think, I think that that's, you know, those are a couple ideas that you can totally pitch to friends and family that they would be more than happy to, to pitch in on. I got to tell you, like when, um, uh, so Mariah and I, we had a very close friend who just had a baby a few months ago and she invited us to the, the baby shower and she, she was like, hey, here are the things that um, we're really in need of right now. When someone tells me what gift they want, that is like a lifesaver. So, so figure out what, what is going to add value to your baby's life, to your lives, and, and, and set that expectation as soon as possible. Yes, you had the party yesterday, her, or a couple days ago, her birthday's tomorrow. It's probably not the best time to set the expectations, um, but you can certainly start uh, now uh, planning for next year. And one more question. I'm moving provinces next year, um, and... My, my in-laws that I live with, of course, are also like, oh, well, this is a family heirloom. Like, you should take this with you. And we're trying to leave most of our stuff behind as is. How do you, we're building our own house. Would you more go towards building like a standard size house in case you end up, like, again, Depends case. on what you mean by or, standard size. Or do you go like mini house? Like, you know, like the whole compact trendy thing. Like, do you go small? Yeah. So you don't I, have not, stuff? Yeah, or? I'm not a huge fan. Like Mariah and I were both uh, like six foot. So living living in a 100 square foot home yeah. is not like the most appealing thing. Okay. I, I, I would be like very proud of myself if we did that eventually. Um, but I got to be honest, those, the tiny homes are awesome. Some of the most beautiful homes I've ever seen. But I, I really have a problem with like the bathrooms right there. And I don't want like my guests and my partner hearing all my bathroom noises. I feel like, I feel like so, it would be less stuff, like it would be easier to own less in a smaller space, or is that a misconception? No, I, I think that's absolutely true. But when I think about a home, like Mariah and I, I think we will eventually build, uh, instead of a tiny home, maybe like more of a, a simple home, you know, something that makes sense for the, for the two of us. Like, I, I have guests come through all the time. I had... Um, six pe earlier this year, I had six people staying with Mariah and I in our loft apartment. So there's not even one bedroom; it's just a loft, and and, and there's like six people sleeping in our, in our living room. This um, is what I imagine it was hell not looks the, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was not the most ideal situation. Well, I'm an introvert, so yeah. So like, I, I would build something to where like I could have plenty of guests. Um, you know, not just uh, like, you know, a bench that they could sleep on, but like, I mean, something that I could have, which works for a lot of people, like that worked great for Josh because he would never use that second bench bed. He would, <laughs> he would never have any guests over staying There's with him for weeks, for weeks at a time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but, but yeah, uh, I, I guess to answer your question with, with the simple house is like, what makes sense for you and your family? Like, what kind of lifestyle do you guys live? It's not about what anybody else does. Because I think it's too often, and Frank said this in our documentary, he talked about how 
people will buy this big house and then they cram a life into it instead of uh, uh, building a house around what their life is. So figure out exactly what your lifestyle is and what you guys want, and then build a home around that instead of buying a home to, to cram your life into. Yeah, the thing... The thing that, that Frank said in the, uh, that when we were going through that interview with him, when he was talking about that, he, he built, he's a minimalist architect, but he doesn't design tiny houses. He, he designs appropriately sized houses. And that word appropriate kept coming up. And he said, you know, I don't ask you, do you want a living room? I don't ask you, do you want a dining room? I don't ask you, do you want three bedrooms? Because by the way, I'm describing your average houses. But you said, do we build a t typical house right now? Mm -hmm. Typical house built last year was 4,300 square foot in the United States. That's no, huge. you don't build a typical house. <laughs> Unless it would truly add value to your life. If so, so be it. Is there, an, is there a case where 4,300 square feet certainly makes sense? Yeah, of course there is. Does it make sense as the average? No, of course it doesn't. And so, so he talked about... I don't ask people, do you need the dining room? Do you need the living room? Do you need a kitchen island? Because people are gonna say, yes, 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 yes. He said, I simply ask you, how do you live your life? And I try to design a home around that. And I, I can tell you, uh, Bex and I, we were uh, apartment hunting recently, well, renting a house in, in California. And I w went through a lot of places. I probably sold 25 different places. And, there are several places I went to, and they're like, you're going to like this one. It has a lot of storage space. And I'm like, never mind. <laughs> because you do fit, find ways to fill it. Mm -hmm. uh, or even if you don't, you're paying for wasted space. And I'd rather not have that. You know, the place we settled on is probably 900 square feet uh, for the three of us. And uh, it works out really well. It, it, feels, it feels spacious enough that... Ella can run around, and I feel good about the space. It doesn't feel crammed at all, but it also doesn't feel like there's excess. Uh, and, and so the question is, that's appropriate for me. It may not be appropriate for you. Uh, you need to figure out what that is. The, the last point I have is about the toys. You said kids love stuff. Yes. Uh, that's true, but they're less discerning. And here's what I mean by that. Uh, I, when I'm back home, I, I love to... Uh, we, we give a, a Ella a bath every night, and... Her and I are, I mean, basically, it's the time where I can give Bex time to, like, sort of decompress and get away. So, like, we'll just, like, strip our clothes off in the living room, run into the bathroom together. And, um, and like, she loves playing with toys in the bathtub, right? So I got her this bath monkey. It's just, like, a little scrubber thing. And I got, I've gotten her several other little bath toys in the past. And we were playing the other day. And we were, I blew up some balloons and put them in the bathtub. And one of them popped, and it terrified her. <laughs> and she, ever since then, has been using that broken balloon as a boat. <laughs> she thinks it's, and she's been putting this little action figures called Fred and Ted, which I'm not going to explain right now. <laughs> we have these two little finger puppets that I use to, yeah. Anyway, um, and Fred and Ted keep getting in this boat, and they're, drowning and she's saving them and and she ignores all the other toys my point is that the things we think they need aren't the things that they always want that's awesome thank, thank you. you so much thank you i see one more question here howdy 
Hi guys, I'm Vanessa from Sherwood Park. Welcome. Um, my question is more about purpose. So backstory, I have three younger sisters and I, uh, my parents really struggled as we grew up. So I raised uh, all three of them. When I moved out, um, they all subsequently moved in with me. So I raised all of them that way. And then... Uh, what are the ages? Uh, so... Let's see, the, so there's one, so I'm 36, there's one two years younger than me, and then another one seven, and another one nine. So they're all, they're all adults now, but most recently I raised um, my nephew, who just graduated. I got him through high school, he's great. And then I kicked everybody out. I was like, okay, we are closed for business, nobody else lives here anymore. We <laughs> sold our four-bedroom, three-bathroom house, and moved me, my husband, and our son into a two-bedroom apartment. Congrats. I have no problem getting rid of stuff. Stuff, I have no problem. I got rid of my family, too. <laughs> um, my, my problem more is that um, the gift of my life and the purpose of my life up until this point was to raise my family. But getting rid of all the stuff has given me space, so it feels sort of like a valley, but what, what do I do now? You've lost your purpose. Yeah. That's difficult, I totally get it. And, and the reason you've lost your purpose is because you've lost, your identity was tied up in one thing. And I felt that as well. Um, when I walked away from the corporate world, uh, it, it felt like I was driving down the, the highway at 100 miles, at, at 130 kilometers an hour. <laughs> she is correct, it would be 160. <laughs> The conversion's not important, though. <laughs> um, why can't everyone just get on the right page? Uh, no. Yeah. That, that was the point of the joke, yeah. ma'am. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, uh, I felt like I was going 100 miles an hour down the highway and just slammed on the brakes and, and had this sort of existential whiplash, in a way, uh, because... The first thing we do when we meet someone, we say, what do you do? And then we say, I am blank. I'm a mother. I'm a caretaker. I am the director at this company. I'm a vice president. I'm a teacher. Like, we get so wrapped up in what this thing that we do, we get wrapped up in the noun. And what you need to do at this point is find a verb that you can get wrapped up in. I think that for me, that a lot of that had to do, and you already know this, you know this more than the vast majority of people. It has to do with contribution. You found way, a way to contribute, and now you're like, I've contributed, I've given, I've given, I've given. And, and here's, here's the thing you're probably never gonna hear me say, or, well, you very rarely hear me say this. You may have given too much. And, and you, you can't give so much that you don't have anything to give. And so you need to find, you, what, what you need to find is what's going to help you grow. Because the more you grow at this point, the more you're going to have to give. And you're gonna have to start asking some pretty tough questions. The questions I asked during the talk, it's a really good place to start. Yeah, why am I discontented right now? And we've kind of figured that out. You've, you've lost your sense of purpose, okay? And that's fine. It, it, it's, it's okay to be lost. I think we all get lost. Uh, and. And now it's about you know, course correcting and, and finding that. Um, who's the person I want to become? That, that, that's a, an important question. How am I going to define success? 
Because if you let the status quo or the, the, the culture define success for you, then you're going to be living someone else's ideal life. You're, you're going to follow someone else's recipe, someone else's template. That's why Ryan and I are out here right now. We're sharing our recipe, not in hopes that you'll replicate our recipe, right? It's the hopes that you'll find a few ingredients that work for your recipe. And, and so what is that recipe? What, what does a meaningful life look like to you? And in order to get there, I think you need to get really clear on, on what your values are, and, and then how are you going to best pursue those values? Yeah. <laughs> No, I would just, the only thing I would add on is um, when it comes to the values and beliefs, like that is the foundation of what a meaningful life looks like for any of us. And if, if you haven't sat down and got clear on those, like that, that is step number one. Because I'll tell you, like when I go through mine, I think about health. It's like, yeah, if I'm not healthy, then of course I'm not going to be happy. And then I think about relationships and I'm like, yeah, if I don't, have good relationships in my life, if I'm not fostering uh, outstanding relationships in my life, then uh, I'm gonna be really lonely. And, and I am an extrovert, I hate being alone. Uh, when I think about you know, cultivating passion or, or, or creation, um, I have to do that in order to feel like I am um, doing something more than just uh, you know, kind of going through the, the status quos of life. And you know the last two are, are it's growth and contribution, and you know I think the best way to grow is is by contributing beyond myself in a meaningful way, and uh, yeah I totally agree with Josh like I think that contribution is something that is obviously like very very important for you, so you know the the question is is like how can you find another way to contribute beyond yourself in a meaningful way for me that was so important because in my old corporate life. Like that was the one thing I loved about what I did is I could take a sales manager who we were getting ready to demote or fire and I could have a conversation with them and, and, and coach them and mentor them to where they were you know, winning employee of the month a few months later. And, and that is what really made me tick. So when, when I left the corporate world, um, I was able to take just that one thing and, and focus on like, okay, how can I still do this uh, even though I'm not in this, in this role? Like, how, how can I still contribute? And, you know, Josh and I, we've done a lot, uh, we did a lot of things before The Minimalists. I mean, we, we, and we still do. Um, you know, we'll go contribute to soup kitchens. We will go help Habitat for Humanity. We will do things that is adding value to, to other people's lives. So step one is, yes, get very clear on what those values and beliefs are, but then look at those values and beliefs and figure out which one is, is the least fulfilled right now. So like if you were to picture each value and belief as um, uh, like a bucket of water or a bucket of sand, like which one is the least full? And like start filling that one up. And, and, and that may not solve that complete void, but I will tell you that it will start to, you, it will start to get more full. And from there, you look at the other values and beliefs, but that is absolutely um, important for, uh, to build a foundation for a meaningful life. Awesome. Thanks for the answer. Thank you.
Every little thing you think that you need. Every little thing you think that you need. Every little thing that's just feeding your greed. Oh, I bet that you'd be fine without it. Every little thing that you gotta have, every little thing that you gotta have, you gotta reach for and you gotta grab. Oh, I bet that you'll be fine without it. So tear your eyes away, or tear. 